What's up, everybody? It's Jaren from the Hockey Podcast Network's newest show, the Windy City Benders Podcast. My co-host Tanner and I bring our unique takes on Blackhawks hockey. Us on the show have been a, a pro Carlton guy. For he's the right coach for the situation. Giving it to our rivals. That's one of the things that kind of sucks. I wish we would have had the Blues in our division this year because our trash. As well as bringing in some guests from the NHL. Please welcome to the show, goaltender Scott Darling. The Eagle himself, Ed Belfort. Brian Bickle. David Boland. Letter Kenny. And the, the show started out with uh, basically a, a beer league hockey team. And anybody who loves the game. Find us on all your favorite podcast apps, the Hockey Podcast Network website, and on social media at WCB Podcasts. podcast justin bedford uh not joined by noah russo this week uh unfortunately so it's just me and this week's episode of the podcast is brought to you guys by DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports uh huge cash prizes up for grabs this week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all of the action Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement every night and is simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports and is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there's no better place to get in on all the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Well, uh, so normally I would be uh, joined by Noah Russo. However, I was informed about an hour ago that he was not going to be able to make the show today. Uh, which is which is all right. So it looks like it's just gonna be me. So different type of episode this week, probably a bit shorter. Uh, but but lots to talk about uh, both with the Panthers and around the league. First up, uh, another coaching change in the NHL with Jeff Ward uh, being let go by the Calgary Flames, and in comes Daryl Sutter, uh, former coach, former general manager. 
uh, back behind the bench in Calgary. Um, and, you know, we haven't seen a ton of, of coaching changes so far this year, but the two that we have seen both now coming from that Canadian division, uh, which I think is, is telling that, uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure in that division and that I think the expectation for a lot of teams was that that division was going to be, you know, wide open. I think most people thought, you know, Toronto would be, you know, at the top and Ottawa at the bottom, but then everything in between uh, was kind of up for grabs. And uh, Montreal, they came off there, uh, lost to Ottawa, and they let go of Claude Julien. Calgary comes off of a, a, a big win versus the Senators, uh, but let go of Jeff Ward anyways. And I think that is just attributed to uh, the expectations for that team are high uh, with the group of players that they have and just haven't performed, you know, as well as they, they should be so far. Uh, to bring in Daryl Sutter, though, uh, really interesting hire. Uh, just because he's kind of not really, he's not a guy who's been rumored uh, for, for a lot of head coaching jobs. And so my guess would be that if you know if he was ever going to come back, it was going to be with the Flames uh, from Alberta, co- coached there before, and I think it's definitely going to be you know a bit of a wake up call for for some of those players. Uh, he's known for for being you know a, a tough coach, but also someone who you know has some modern elements uh, to his his approach to coaching. Uh, that hopefully we will see there in Calgary, but overall I, I like the hire. I think it's uh, I think it's the right type of coach uh, for that team and someone who's uh, familiar, I'm sure, with uh, members of the organization. And then for for GM Brad Trilliving in Calgary, um, this I believe is his fifth head coach uh, during his tenure. I believe he inherited Bob Hartley. Uh, when that wasn't working out, he went with his guy, which was Glenn Gullitson. Uh, Gullitson was let go uh, for Bill Peters. Bill Peters let go. I think that one, you know, you can say you give Brad you're living a pass on. That was, you know, kind of uh, external circumstances that led to that. It wasn't uh, mainly performance-based. Uh, and Jeff Ward, I think, you know, in speaking with people from that fan base, they just felt like uh, this team had more to give and there's maybe some frustration over certain deployments and handling of, of certain players and, and the line combinations. And so so maybe a bit of a shakeup with Sutter. Uh, the one thing I will say, though, with Daryl Sutter is just having a coach that has that style, uh, I think they can get really good results in the short term. Uh, but eventually, you know, players will will start to tune them out, and then that's obviously when coaching changes happen. Uh, but for the short term, I think you can get a lot out of that group. Uh, I think it's going to make them a better hockey team and make a more competitive division uh, in a in a north in a Scotia North division where the stakes are are pretty high uh, for for these teams, uh, especially considering you know what the financial implications of the season this year. Uh, it's unlikely any of those teams are going to be able to have fans in their building. And so with that in mind, making the playoffs, generating uh, 
some additional revenue, I think, is a huge priority for them. And I think, you know, we've seen right now is that, you know, if, if things start to slip for any of these teams, they won't hesitate to make a change. With Daryl Sutter uh, now coming in, he's got to, you know, quarantine before he can join the team. Uh, so how the Flames do in the meantime uh, without, you know, an official head coach remains to be seen. We saw them last night uh, against the Oilers. Close game, could have gone either way. They end up losing in regulation on a very nice Connor McDavid goal. Uh, and that was kind of that. But uh, like the hire uh, there for Calgary. Uh, and we will see how things work out. Uh, but moving on to the Panthers, because that's what this show is all about, is the Florida Panthers. Uh, the team picks up a big win over Nashville uh, last night. Tonight, they're taking on Carolina. Uh which will be a challenge for sure. Carolina a bit more well-rested and a very good hockey team, so it should be a fun one. Uh, but the game against Nashville, couple notes from that one. First up, uh, Nolachari, hat-trick machine, uh, gets another one last night. He had the back-to-back hat-tricks last year. Uh, I believe this is his third career shutout now. Uh, and just, just a great game from him. Uh, being able to finish, and he's he's an interesting player, uh, you know, as a depth player that is that streaky in scoring. You know, it seems like he'll go a couple weeks without scoring, and then they'll just come in bunches. Uh, and so when he when he's going, huge part of this team, and if they could see that version of Noel Achari more op- uh, more often, uh, you know, I think it only adds to how dangerous this Panthers team can be. And for Noel Achari, especially a player like that who's, you know, a depth kind of piece, plays with a bit of an edge, uh, nice to see him get rewarded uh, and get rewarded a few times in that last game. And hopefully, you know, it's not just a, a one-off, you know, hat-trick game. Hopefully it's, you know, building some momentum, something to build on for this season. Uh, hasn't played that many games. So for him to come in... Uh, Hopefully, you know, it's a bit of a spark, uh, but hopefully we'll see some more sustained success from him uh, for the remainder of this season. Uh, other notes, Grigory Denisenko playing his first game last night, uh, played a shade under 13 minutes, and for the most part, he, he was effective. Uh, obviously, first game for any player, some nerves, uh, and, and a bit of an adjustment, but he was excellent. Uh, I thought in his limited minutes and if he can you know fulfill the potential that I think a lot of fans uh, see in him um, this team's going to be really dangerous down the stretch here and so we'll see what he can build on maybe he gets his first NHL points or goal tonight Uh, we will see but overall a solid debut uh, from a fairly young player a highly drafted player uh, who the Panthers are kind of relying on to be, you know, a key part of this team moving forward. We talked about it uh, at length during, the, you know, the weird kind of off season that, uh, you know, the Panthers' prospects. If this team is gonna put themselves, you know, into that upper tier of teams with Colorado and Vegas and in Tampa Bay, they're gonna need, and I guess Boston too. Uh, they're going to need guys 
uh, coming through their system. There's not a ton of homegrown talent uh, on this team, aside from you know some, some big names up front and on the back end. Uh, there's been a lot of guys that have just been brought in by trade and free agency. And when you have to rely on that to, to bolster your roster, um, you know, the ramifications of that are that it can create cap issues, bring in free agents, uh, trades, you're, you're losing assets for getting guys. So it's important to to maximize uh, the, the picks that you have. And with Grigory Denisenko, he's a highly drafted player. Um, I think the expectations are that he can step in and be a, a top six guy. Uh, for this team for the long term uh, his development uh, so far has been you know slow but consistent and steps taken along the way um, and hopefully there's still some growth left in his game um, we'll see you know how many games he gets here in the next little while but an exciting player I think for for a lot of people uh, and I think he's gonna be a ton of fun uh, to watch uh, in this next little bit. The other note uh, from last game, uh, obviously, you know, most of the attention went to, obviously, Noel Achari and his hat trick, and then there was the Frank Vetrano goal, which was just a ridiculous setup from from Barkov, basically a tap-in uh, at that point uh, with what Barkov was able to do. Just fantastic. But kind of lost in all of that is, is Aaron Ekblad, who, who scores again, up to nine goals on the season, leading all defensemen uh, in that category. Jeff Petrie's right behind with eight, and then uh, there's kind of a group of Darnell Nurse, Drew Doughty, and Jacob Chitrin. And for Aaron Ekblad, he's, uh, he does score a lot of goals for a defenseman. That's something he's done over his uh, career. I remember a couple years ago, there was the NHL, they always put out, you know, these like mini highlight packages of players of, you know, here's top five plays from from whoever from last season. And they had one for Aaron Ekblad one year, and all five plays were goals, which is unusual uh, for a defenseman. Usually it's, you know, great passes that they've made and setting up nice goals. Uh, But for him, all five of his, you know, top plays from that year were goals. And it's something that, you know, he kind of has a reputation for. He's got a big shot. Uh, and especially impressive considering he's not, you know, he's gotten more power play usage this year. But he's not that, you know, bona fide power play quarterback that uh, a lot of teams uh, roll out there. Uh, so for him, up to nine goals already is massive. And I saw some people on Twitter that were asking the question, does Aaron Ekblad is he putting himself in that Norris conversation? Uh, which I found to be interesting because, um, you know, I hadn't put much thought into it. Uh, but looking around, it's... I wouldn't... I, I don't know if I would put him in that conversation just yet, but he's building towards that. And I think a lot of people forget just how young... Uh, Aaron Ekblad is as a player just because you know he's drafted 2014 he's been in the league now for for seven years uh but he's kind of in his prime right now and defenseman the typical development takes a little bit longer and the expectation when he was drafted you know when you're 
given exceptional status in the OHL and you're taken first overall, the expectation is that you develop into that Norris caliber defenseman. And we haven't really seen a defenseman like that in a long, long time. Uh, Obviously, there's Victor Hedman uh, just up the road in Tampa, who, you know, is, I think, in most people's minds, one of the best defensemen in, in the NHL. But I think people forget how long it took him to get to that level. It, it took a long time. Um, before that, Eric Carlson uh, was pretty quickly a, a Norris uh, Trophy winner as a defenseman. Uh, but for, for Aaron Ekblad, I think he's just you know, he's slowly getting uh, closer to being, you know, one of the best defensemen in the NHL. Um, And I think that's going to be essential for this Panthers team. But I don't think he's necessarily there quite yet. Obviously, the goals are nice. He's got eight assists to 17 points in 23 games. He's been great defensively. The team itself... Uh, has been a lot better defensively this year. Um, But we're just seeing more and more progression from him. And when you look around the leagues for for comparables, the two names for me that do jump to mind are are Jeff Petrie and Victor Hedman, two bigger mobile defensemen with great shots. Uh, And that's kind of similar to what Aaron Ekblad brings to the table. Um, And... Now the question becomes, you know, how much more growth is there in his game? Uh, and I think there still is, is, is a lot of room uh, for, for him to get better uh, than what he is right now, which is, you know, an excellent high-end NHL defenseman. And, uh, you know, I think, yeah, in a couple of years for sure, uh, in that Norris conversation. But for right now, I mean, it's pretty hard to ignore you know, the work that some other defensemen around the league are doing right now. Uh, and in my mind, for, for that Norris Trophy, the guy to beat right now has to be Victor Hedman, who has just been unbelievable for the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, who, as a team right now, are playing some great hockey, uh, as, you know, would be expected of them with the roster that they have. Uh, but kind of quietly, fall, you know, a bit under the radar is, is Aaron Eckblad, who's slowly, uh, you know, getting closer uh, to that sort of level. Uh, and then the question becomes, because Florida, you know, is a bit of a smaller market, not a traditional hockey market, um, at what point will his kind of greatness be realized by the rest of the league? Like we saw with Barkov for, for years, people calling him, you know, the most underrated player in, in hockey because of where he plays. Um, and then at a certain point when everyone starts saying, you know, starts calling someone underrated at a certain point, you know, they're probably not underrated at that point. Uh, and then, you know, Jonathan Huberto, the last, you know, few years here, he's also been talked about as one of those really underrated players who doesn't get uh, enough praise. And I think, we're going to kind of see the same trend here with uh, with Aaron Eckblad where he won't be appreciated uh, until he's done this for, for a little bit of time uh, 
but just a fantastic season for him so far. Um, super stoked. Hopefully he can keep it going uh, and be a huge piece for this Panthers team. Uh, we'll move on now. Last thing, uh, we'll talk about the upcoming schedule here. Obviously, Car- Carolina tonight. Um, very good hockey team. More well-rested. And if I'm the Panthers, I'm thinking it's it's really important in this one to get out to a good start. Um, you know, obviously they're they're gonna be they're gonna be tired. They've played this will be their third game in four days. Uh, it's a lot of hockey. Two you know pretty good games against the Predators, coming away with two wins. Uh, but the one off today against Carolina, it's an earlier start, 5 p.m. Eastern, and it's gonna be. You know, a big test for, for, for this team. They played really well, I thought, in their last uh, couple of games versus Carolina. Didn't get the results they wanted. This game, kind of an opportunity to uh, grab some points back from them. Ideally, you know, you get a win and you get a win in regulation. Um, but this this Hurricanes team, they're, they're going at full steam right now. And for the Panthers, it's just how much do you have left in the tank? And looking ahead, there's two days off after this. Uh, well, there's a day off, and then they're back at it on March 9th uh, against Columbus. So in this one, just you know, empty the tank, do what you can, come out strong early, and you know if you can come out uh, strong, get a couple goals, and then not necessarily sit back, but kind of uh, move into sort of a defensive shell. Uh, so you're not uh, using up all your energy uh, unnecessarily, I think will be key for this team. Uh, I think uh, with the way Carolina's going right now, they've got that top line reunited, Teravainen, Svechnikov, Ajo, three uh, ridiculously good players. Shutting that down's got to be the top priority. And then, as always... Uh, Vinny Trocek, who's been a factor in the last couple games uh, against his former team. Uh, look for him in front. He's going to be, you know, tough to deal with. And this is going to be a, a really good test for, for, for the Panthers right now. And more so, I think about, not so much about, you know, ability, more so about will and sticking with it and battling and just grinding away, I think, is is how they have to approach this game. So we'll see if they can, uh, you know, get that done tonight. Uh, again, 5 p.m. Eastern. Well, I guess by the time this airs, the game will be over. So then after that, after this is out, uh, Tuesday, Blue Jackets. Thursday, Blue Jackets. A team that's struggling right now. <coughs> and a team that's... You know, also trying to vie for, for, for one of those playoff spots uh, in the mix with, you know, the Blackhawks and the, and the Blue Jackets, the Predators and the Stars. So coming out against them, those are the those are the really important games. You know, if you if you drop a couple games against, you know, Tampa Bay or Carolina, it, it's not uh, as devastating because, you know, the other teams are dropping games against them as well. But when you're playing... Uh, the teams that you're really, really close with in the standings um, that are all vying for those those playoff spots, that's when the points matter most. And so those games against Columbus are going to be crucial. 
Uh, after you know a hot start, Patrick Line has kind of faded a bit here. Uh, hasn't produced much over the last uh, week or so. Uh, but if he gets going, uh, that could be a problem for the Panthers. Um, and, and the Blue Jackets are a team that's going to work. So it's going to be a good matchup, a good two-game series against them. Um, and I think, uh, you know, this next stretch of games overall, the next, you know, five or six games, uh, those... You know, the, these are the games that, that really matter. That's, you know, when you want to be able to grab those points. And you can't, you know, can't stress enough how important every game is when you're you're playing against, you know, all divisional opponents. You know, it's, it's you know, about gaining points as much as it is taking points away from, from other teams. Um, which is why the regulation victories is huge. You know, and getting getting the win, you know, is ultimately you know uh, what you want to do. You can do it in regulation even better, uh, especially going up against teams that are all in this kind of cluster in the middle. And we will see how the team uh, fares with that. Uh, but that does it for for this uh, episode. Thank you to everyone tuning in. We will be back on Thursday with a brand new episode. Hopefully Noah will be back. Uh, if not, we'll try to find a guest. Uh, maybe Jared Shea or, or Jacob Barker. Uh, but until then, thank you for tuning in. And we will see you all then. Just...